In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. One of the hardest things that we all have to face, but I'll be honest, um, just being a priest, one of the hardest things about priesthood is having to do funerals sometimes. Death, in general, is the hardest part of life. Death, the fear of death, is hard. Facing the death of a loved one, hard. Priest preaching a funeral of a young person, really, really hard. Any type of funeral, really hard. Why? You know, we all believe and we all confess, yes, there is a heaven. The reason why death is so painful is because death was never a part of the original plan of God. It's not natural to us humans. That's why it's so difficult. That's why it's so traumatic because something inside of us is saying something isn't right here. You were here today. Tomorrow you're gone. How? Why? We ask the questions, why? and how, and all of that, simply because our nature tells us something is wrong here. And it is. Because as we heard in the first reading, or the second reading, God had a plan for all of us. And God's plan for all of us was to have eternal life with Him, was to have union with Him, to have communion with Him, to be, to be joyful for all of eternity. He, he thought of each and every one of us. He thought of you. He thought of you. He thought of me. And said, I breathe this person into existence because I love them and because I want them to be with me forever. Greater than the love that a, a parent has for a child, even beyond that. God made us out of love. Not because he wants us to suffer. Not because he wants us to, 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 to die or to experience the pain and sufferings and the traumas of life. That was man's choice. And today, it still is man's choice to either live with God and have joy and peace and eternal life, and it still is man's choice to have misery on, on earth and misery for all of eternity. Today I want to talk about something that's really important, and I think um, we talked about this maybe in Catechism or Communion, and I think it's important for us to even go back to it, uh, to kind of go back to the basics. And the church teaches that there are four last things, they call it. The four last things. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Now, I don't know about you guys, but all of those kind of feel a little eerie, don't they? Ooh. Death is a reality as a result of sin. As a result of the fall of Adam and Eve, there is something called death. And we know that Jesus came so that death will no longer have power over us, so that there is no longer an eternal 
separation from God, now we have an opportunity to be with God. We know that Jesus paid the price that we couldn't pay so that we can have eternal life. But what happens? It's so mysterious. What happens at the moment of death? Have you ever thought about that? That moment right there that we make our last breath, what's going to happen? Some people think, well, you know, God will give us a, a last chance and he'll say, do you want me or do you want to go to hell? Which one? Well, I don't know, Emma Khmara is going to say, you know, Jesus, I really, you know what, after seeing your beautiful face in beautiful heaven, I really would rather go to hell. I, I, I mean, maybe there is a Khmara out there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there is. Um, I'm just joking. Nobody's a Khmara. Um, well, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> people think that, you know, God will give me a last chance. No, no. The minute we die, that very second, we enter into judgment with God. Right there. The minute we die, there is no longer a chance of, oh, let me try to do a nice thing. Let me do something. Let me try to say sorry. Let me try to... No, 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 no. All of the chances, every breath that we have today is another chance at loving God, is another chance of, of forgiveness. It's another chance at, at service. It's another chance of humility. It's another chance of being kind. Every single breath, he already gave us trillions of chances. The moment of death now, we enter into judgment with God. And the Bible makes it very clear that every single one of us will face judgment with God according to the deeds that he has done in the flesh, according to the good and the evil he has done. All of us will face judgment. And I think it's very, very easy for us because we're living in such a, man, the world today, it makes it so, so difficult to even think about spiritual things. So we forget about these spiritual realities. We forget that there will be an answer. We have to answer for the things that we're doing. We think it's so easy to just lash out and say uh, mean, mean things to our family members. And we think, ah, whatever. I can get away with stealing a little bit from the government here. I can get away with and out. I can get away with the gossip over here and I can get away and we'll get away. And you know, at the I'll just, I'll tell God I'm sorry and you know, things will be good and I'll go to heaven. But how I, how the, how the church sees it and how I see it and, and for many, many years the tradition holds that, that when you stand before God he will be judge. However, because he's, he's judge, because he is merciful, he knows how to judge us the right way. Not the way that we judge ourselves and not the way that we judge other people. Actually, he says that the way that you judge other people is the way that you're asking God to judge you. We have to be very careful on our judgment. I'm not saying we can't judge. We have to be very careful how we judge. How God will judge us because he knows us better, he's not going to say, well, you did this, now you got to do this. You did this. It's not that black and white. How God judges is he looks at what was going on in the heart of a person when he did that action. Because our actions are only a manifestation of what's going on inside. It's an internal 
manifestation of an internal thing. So when I lash out at it's only a, 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 a sign or a symbol or a manifestation of what's going on in my heart. When I cuss, when I swear, that's just, that's an external act of what's going on internally in my heart. Profanity, anger, pride. God goes even deeper than that, though. He looks at why does this person feel the need to swear, for example, or to steal? Why? He takes into consideration your whole entire life, even your childhood, every single moment of your life. He looks at it all and he says, now I know, I understand that this young age, this child was neglected by mom and dad. And so the rest of their life, they sought comfort. They sought um, some type of um, uh, approval. And they got that approval through being mean to other people or through stealing or through materialism. God knows underneath what's really going on in our hearts. Now, this might really make you scared. And I think it's, it's we've always been taught to be afraid of God and be afraid of God. But what I love about St. Therese St. Therese says, if you expect the judgment of God, you're going to get the judgmental God. But if you expect the kind and the merciful judge who knows because he's so, he's so just, he's just, he's fair. And because he's fair, she says, he knows our hearts. And he's, he's merciful. So, Instead of being so obsessed with the judgment of God, become obsessed with the mercy and the kindness of God. Already trust and already have confidence, not in a way of, okay, God, I'm going to play you and I'm going you know, I'm I'm to just um, take advantage of you so that I can do all these bad things. Absolutely not. There should be a real genuine desire and a real genuine effort on our part to live heaven here on earth. To bring heaven through our words, actions. To bring heaven here on earth. That, that, can you believe that you and I have the power to make heaven present here on earth? We know what we're capable of doing in the evil way. We all know that. <laughs> and we focus too much on that. Why don't we focus on the ability that we have to bring Jesus here on earth through us and in us? We can do that. We have the ability to do that. So, if we expect the mercy of God, we will get the mercy of God. We, if we trust that God is, is better than I am, he's going to be better than I am. So trust, yes, we will be judged, but we will judge, be judged mercifully and fairly. Heaven, what's heaven like? Have you ever wondered what is heaven like? Have you ever thought about what's going on in heaven? I mean, I don't know. Are they like drinking mojitos on the beach with Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> I really would like to know. <laughs> Everything on this earth, my brothers and sisters, every good on this earth is a tiny little shadow of heaven. So when you go on vacation 
and you're sitting and you're looking at the most beautiful sunset and you're looking at the water and you're looking at the mountains and you're looking at the most beautiful scenes, it's like nothing. Heaven is like beyond. No ear has heard and no eye has seen. God gives us little glimpses to inspire us for heaven, to get us excited for heaven. I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited for heaven. I really am. Now, I'm not excited, guys, because I want to go and have a mojito on the beach. That, that's, that's cute. It's good. And actually, all of the human desires that we have in our hearts, all of the desire for, uh, to look good, uh, to eat good food, See the most beautiful places, to be loved, to be wanted, to be secure. All of those human desires that we have in us are completely, completely fulfilled. Completely. There is no longing for anything else when you get to heaven. There is no, I want this, I want that, that restlessness. It stops. Your, your cup is completely filled. Do you know how your cup is completely filled in heaven? Do you know how? Do you know what heaven really consists of? It's not the beauty and the glory of heaven. It's in seeing the face of Jesus. It's in seeing the face of God the Father, seeing the face of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what heaven is. Heaven is constantly looking at the face of God and getting, being literally in ecstasy, euphoria, at looking at Jesus for all of eternity. He's that beautiful. God is that beautiful that you never ever get enough at looking at him. That's how amazing heaven is. You might be thinking, so are we just gonna be playing like the, the, the staring game? Like I gotta look at him, like don't, don't blink, just keep staring at him. No, it's much more beautiful, much cooler than that, okay? Because Jesus is the fulfillment of every single human desire. And you are in complete, every single good and beautiful moment of your life that you didn't want to end, put them all together, and guess what? It never just, it just never ends. Because you see Jesus. Because you're literally in the arms of God for all of eternity. That's what heaven is. Hell is a whole nother story, okay? I don't want to focus on hell, but I want to remind us that hell is a reality. That God doesn't send people to hell, it's you and I that choose hell. It's you and I through, again, through our words and through our actions. We either accept or reject God. So, if, for example, I died in the state of being angry with somebody, if I died being in the state of holding a grudge against my brother or my sister or whatever, if I died with anger in my heart, that's the state of my heart. That's the state of my soul. My soul is in the state of judgment, of anger, of pride. That's not on, that's on us. That's our choice. So if somebody dies with no repentance, no being sorry, no remorse, 
not even the slightest bit, an ounce of mercy or love. We've chosen hell. And actually, if we were to go to heaven in that state, we would be miserable with God. We would be angry at being in heaven. Have you ever been angry with somebody who you know is being so nice to you? <laughs> you're just like, why is this person so nice? Like, you're just bothering me right now. <laughs> you're irking my soul because you're just so nice. That's literally what heaven would be like for us. Because our hearts are out of whack. Now, God knows, you know, God knows at the end of the day, what is the human desire? What do we really, truly want underneath it all? If you have the desire to go to heaven and you make the slightest effort, that slightest effort means the world to Jesus. The slightest, you being here today, guys, you being here in mass, you are telling Jesus, Jesus, I want to be in heaven with you for all of eternity. You may not even feel it right now, but you're here. And Jesus says, okay, come to heaven. And guys, every time we go to, go to Mass, we are in heaven. Every time you go to Mass, you are literally getting a sneak peek at heaven by receiving the body of Jesus. You don't just receive the body of Jesus. You receive all of heaven. Every single glorious gift in heaven we receive in the Eucharist. So... Our hope is not in us. Our hope is in Him. And so, make heaven your aim. Tell Jesus today, Jesus, I, I think I've always told, I think I've always just, like, I think I've always just kind of in my head thought, like, Jesus knows. I assume that Jesus knows I want to go to heaven. No, no. Tell Jesus today, Jesus, I choose heaven. Say that with me. Jesus, I choose heaven. Jesus, I choose heaven. The way I'm smiling is the way Jesus is smiling. Because he wants heaven for all of us. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.